Direct King's Court starts now. I'm still around 
St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Kevin Slayton with you on this Friday morning. This is the day the Lord created, Saturday Eve. And, man, it's a beautiful fall morning out there. It's going to be a beautiful fall weekend in the Midwest. This is what we wait all summer for. And man, is it going to be nice. High in the 60s. Woohoo! Yippity yo I love it. I love it, I tell you. Cool weather. Not such cool heads around the country in the nation's capital, which is a, the nation's center of debauchery. And we'll get into all of that as we go along. Baseball playoffs continue this weekend along with college football and pro football. It is a sports fans dream season everyone who likes sports lives for this time of year it's too bad we can't get a dose of october like an extra week of october in february when nobody cares about anything is that the most worthless month on the calendar who created february it wasn't the lord it had to be some human some decrepit old human maybe biden maybe he created february he created every other disaster and now comes the battle for the speaker. It looks like it's going to be narrowed down between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. President Trump has weighed in late last night with an endorsement of Jim Jordan. So my dream is not going to be fulfilled. I was hopeful, and I thought the strategy between Matt Gates and Donald Trump was to force the rhinos to vote on Donald Trump, up or down, whether he really served as speaker or not. Then he could expose the rhinos. Auto Plaza Direct. King's Court starts now. Good Lord. Every time I touch a computer, barely touch it, even with a finger, something pops up. But I thought they would force the explosion of the explosion of the rhinos by making them vote. That way, everybody knows who they are. Then you primary them out, and their careers are over. That was what I thought was the strategy. I admired the strategy. I thought it was brilliance. But it doesn't appear that's going to be the strategy. Well, here's your strategy if you're looking for health insurance. As we get going here this morning, our good friend Jordan Krugman is the health insurance guy. That's right, and he can prove it. Go to the website. It says thehealthinsuranceguy.net. That makes him the health insurance guy. He's also my insurance guy by way of disclaimer, and I'm proud to say that. 314-602-4055. That's how I call him. I just pick up the phone. 314-602-4055. And if you wonder why health insurance is so important right now, it's because now is the time to start considering your health care options for next year. 2024 open enrollment starts November 1st, less than a month away, about three weeks away, runs through January 15th, and you have all kinds of different options that Jordan has for you. Now, it's quite possible that you're very happy with your health insurance program. And maybe it is, your plan is spectacular, could be. But why not find out? I thought mine was, and then I called Jordan Krugman, and I found out it wasn't. 
because he has a whole bunch of low-cost comprehensive alternatives that I wasn't aware of. I'll bet you're not either. Are you aware that some plans have a zero deductible? I bet you weren't. Neither was I. When Jordan Krugman designs a plan for you, it's designed personally for you. He is a broker. He is not an insurance agent that represents one company. He's looking for the best plan for you at the best price, and he'll shop it around until he gets it. And he designs the plans to get rid of your out-of-pocket costs for accidental injuries, hospitalizations, life-threatening illnesses. I always tell you, imagine a world, a horrible world, where you're diagnosed with cancer. But an even more horrible situation is when you can't pay those bills. Jordan has plans to get rid of the bills completely. Same for heart attacks, other serious life-threatening illnesses. His office is here in our state, right in our town. But he's licensed in 23 states, including Illinois. Make sure, no matter how good you think your plan is, that you give Jordan a call. If you've got Medicare questions, call him about that. He can help you with dental, vision, prescription, long-term care, disability, life insurance. He's thehealthinsuranceguy.net, Jordan Krugman. I promise you it's worth your phone call. 314-602-4055, thehealthinsuranceguy.net on the Internet. Well, it's time to pop a Monster Energy drink. It's a Friday morning. you, you got to have energy for the weekend, right? Maybe you're going down to Mizzou. Are you heading down there? LSU is in town. Monster Energy drink ought to be at every tailgate party down there. People need energy to be rooting for Mizzou tomorrow because you've got a big, big game against LSU. Now, who knows how that game's going to turn out, but I can tell you this. It'll be better if you've got your Monster Energy drink working for you. You need that extra punch of energy. Remember, Monster Energy drink is not just a drink. They design it so that it's a lifestyle in a can. And by that we mean they celebrate events. At Monster Energy Drink, they're not like other companies that spend all of their ad money on agencies and TV commercials and billboards. They bring the Monster Energy product to you. They'll bring your favorite bands into your hometown, and they'll celebrate around it with parties. All the sporting events that they're a part of, they'll celebrate around them with parties. It's the world's greatest skiers and skaters and boarders and bikers and rockers and racers and gamers. That's right, the gamers you heard about yesterday on our sports show. Monster Energy unleashes the beast in you. Do it today. I try the uh, sugar-free model, 10 calories, yabba dabba do. All right, our phone lines are always open for you, 636-348-4460. Don't you get a kick out of Biden? All the lies he told about never expanding the wall, not even one foot of border wall. And now, of course, he's going to try to get money to expand the border wall. And then there's a bunch of gobbledygook that he's speaking nonsensically, along with the LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, and uh, all of them. Somehow excusing, and we'll play the mumbo-jumbo for you. I don't know if you can sift your way through it. I have trouble. I don't know if he's trying to get a border wall or not. But the lies that they tell, and then they trot Mayorkas out to tell even more lies. Is there a more arrogant, pompous ass who's never accomplished anything in his life than Mayorkas? I mean, this guy is unconscionable. If Even if you're a Democrat, you have to look at this guy and say to yourself, if Biden appointed this dude, I'm never voting for a Democrat again. This is the typical, arrogant, incompetent, lie-filled Democrat. Mayorkas embodies everything about liberal principles, if they have any. 
I shouldn't say principles, ideas. And their ideas are, screw the American taxpayer. That's their idea. They're incredible, aren't they? They want you to know now that they follow the rule of law. (laughs) I don't know how they say this stuff with a straight face, honestly. The people that break every law ever created, any law that gets in their way, now want to insist to you that they are the honorable people that follow the rule of law. They talk a lot about it. They lie a lot about it. Remember when they told these lies about the border wall when Donald Trump was running against Biden? Start. Let's start with Schumer. We can secure our border without an ineffective, expensive wall. And I demand that the president end his temper tantrums and quest for a racist and xenophobic wall. A wall is an immorality. It's not who we are as a nation. On the subject of transnational gangs, let's be perfectly clear. The president's medieval vanity project is not going to stop them. The vanity project is not going to stop them. Can you stand her? When you hear that nasal twang, that whiny, whiny, whiny voice. And how about Ilhan Omar? She demands. Who are you, turban head? Who are you to demand anything? Why don't you get your ass back to Yemen or wherever the hell you came from? I can't stomach these people. I'm Islamophobic. (laughs) They're incredible, aren't they? She demands. With that other idiot, Rashida Tlaib is sitting right next to her. They demand. Who do they think they are? Do they think they're in some third world dictatorship like where they came from? Where they can make demands? But they don't want a wall. No, they didn't want it at all. And then you had the twin liars, Saki Saki Saki, and the LBLL, little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, lying about the wall back then. The president shares uh, the concern about the lack of a, a workable immigration system, um, and that impacts uh, many of the border state um, leaders uh, quite a bit, of course, uh, because there isn't an effective asylum processing system, because we don't have smart security. We spent years investing in a faulty border wall that was never going to uh, be an effective mechanism. It would waste taxpayer dollars on an ineffective wall Again, an ineffective wall that can't even withstand heavy winds, let alone sophisticated criminal smuggling networks. We have talked about the border wall here in, in general as, as a way uh, that uh, it's been used in, in a, to, to, you know, to, to close the border, and we feel that it is a policy that doesn't work. And yet they want to expand the wall. An ineffective wall, she says, and then she repeats it, an ineffective wall that won't withstand strong winds. Which part of the wall blew down when the winds blew through the plains of Texas or the winds blew across the state of Arizona's border? Which part of the wall blew down? Any part? No. Was immigration higher, uh, illegal immigration, the aliens crossing the border, was it higher or lower when Trump was in office? Much lower. Almost non-existent. So yes, the water is the wall is effective. It's not ineffective. It does work, and that's why you want to build more of it, because you're desperate now. You've got to show the American public as the election 
approaches that you're going to do something to quell illegal immigration. Now, we know what you're up to. You're going to put something up, and then you're going to say, look, it, we stopped it. So we get all the credit. In the meantime, of course, 11 million more of them, or 15 million more of them, are in this country assimilating who knows where, all getting asylum from Biden, all getting passports, all getting the right to vote. And that was the plan all along. We know it. Everybody knows it. But Mallorca swears they've made progress on illegal immigration. Imagine saying that. We must continue to build on the progress we have made as we implement the model that has proven effective, a model that pairs the historic expansion of safe, orderly, and lawful pathways for migrants to come directly to the United States or elsewhere to obtain humanitarian relief. Humanitarian relief? What case are these people bringing that says that they were suffering? I'd like to know. That's that's always the media account. Oh, they've been suffering, so they're just trying to get out. Says who? They look pretty healthy to me, a lot of them. Some of them don't. But a lot of them look to be in great shape. They don't look like they've been suffering at all to me. He wants to continue the model that has been proven effective. What model would that be? It's not yours. Proven effective? What is wrong with this guy? There isn't one thing that's been shown to be effective that they've done. Not one. It's kind of funny. Funnier than Steve Douchey. But they they can lie. I mean, I, I just don't understand this. Ask yourself this question. When you tell a lie, you, you know, we've all told a little white lie. When you tell one, don't you kind of feel bad? You start saying to yourself, God, I shouldn't say that. This guy lies with impunity. It doesn't matter to him. Biden's the same way. Biden's collected all of the same people like him who have no problem lying straight face to you. They don't care if they lie. It doesn't affect them in any way. They don't feel any remorse because they wake up and lie the next day again. And these aren't white lies. These are black lies. Not black lives matter, but black lies. These are dark lies that they tell. Big ones, whoppers. And then they do it again and again and again. And then they reverse course and lie about something else and think you won't catch them. But they're born to lie. And it doesn't bother them. I'm reading a book right now by Bill O'Reilly, his killing series. It's called Killing the SS. And he he, uh, describes in detail with transcripts from the trial of Adolf Eichmann and other Nazis that they've captured, how these people didn't care about the people they were murdering. It just didn't phase them, didn't bother them. The very same characteristics that liberals have. They don't care if they lie. They don't care if they ruin lives. It doesn't phase them, doesn't bother them at all. Not a bit. That's the part I'll never understand about humanity. How you can actually live that way. Clearly you have a mental illness. Because mentally stable people feel guilt. When they murder, mass murder, when they destroy lives on a massive scale, when they lie every single day, 
normal people with a functioning spine and character have problems doing that. They might do it to some degree, but it bothers them. It doesn't bother liberals. Not a bit. It do, they don't care if they're completely delusional. They don't care if they know they're lying. They'll still lie. It's a, it's a, it's a real study. I wish I was a psychiatrist sometimes, although I'd probably beat my head against the wall. I'd love to examine these people. What makes them tick? What makes them lie so much? Why do they feel like that's okay? Why do they feel like they can ruin Donald Trump and his family's life just because he disagrees with them? Why do they feel that's a right? Why does a judge sitting in a New York courtroom think it's okay for him to say that Letitia James didn't bring a bogus lawsuit against Donald Trump and his family, that Trump is just a bad guy? Those are his words. Now, any judge with a functioning brain would never utter such a thing, whether they believed it or not. But he did. Case closed, Trump wins. Clear bias. Now, he'll rule against him, but Trump wins on appeal. And you're going to see this case repeated on every one of these instances. Donald Trump will win on appeal. And when he does win them all on appeal, there should be a mechanism in the law that he can get the judge jailed if he can prove bias against that judge. That judge should be disbarred and go to jail. There's at least two of them already. The one in New York and the one in Washington on the January 6th hearing that was appointed by Obama. Both of them have already displayed unconscionable bias, unethical bias. Both should be disbarred immediately. There shouldn't even be a hearing. They've already given the proof. The evidence has been given by them. Disbar them. Act swiftly in the name of justice to clean up the judicial system. The judges in this country are more and more corrupt by the day. What kind of a legal system do you have when the justices and the judges are corrupt? It's one thing that the lawyers have been corrupt forever. But now the judges are corrupt. The judges are activists. They're political activists. I don't know how you solve it. I used to say elect them rather than appoint them. That might solve some of the problem. But the electorate is too stupid and uninformed to make a good decision. We see that all the time. Name me the last judge in St. Louis County that was elected out. You won't be able to. People simply check the box of the incumbent and away we go. They don't care. Until the day they're in court in front of that clown, and then they rue the day they ever voted them back in. But most people don't think that way. They don't think in the future. They don't think maybe I would be wrongly accused of something someday. And I should take a little bit more time to research who these judges are that I keep giving my vote to. So that doesn't solve the problem. Obviously, political appointments is the disaster area. When you put a judge in office through a political appointment, you're asking for it. But when you start, if you start disbarring these judges... That's the only thing that will get their attention. They're egomaniacs. And so when they continue to hold this power unchecked by anyone, they're never going to change. Now, 
Before you jump to these conclusions, Slayton hates all judges, that's a lie. There are some very good judges. I've experienced some very good judges. But there's way too many of them that have become political animals. And they need to be disbarred. You would think the good ones would be screaming about it. It's just like the cops. I always say, the cops need to clean up their own little society. You know who the rotten cops are. Root them out. The good cops need to root them out to save their own reputations. But they don't. So it's hard not to blame the cops themselves for the lousy reputation they get when they allow the rotten ones to stay in. And it's the same with judges. If judges want any kind of confidence from the citizens, which they have, by the way, none, then they would root out the corrupt judges, but they don't. Bar associations in this country are a joke. If you're a lawyer and you pay dues to a bar association, your money is wasted going into someone's pocket for more corruption. Because no bar association does anything. Well, they'll come after innocent people. They'll do that. You're going to hear from Alan Dershowitz how they're doing it right now. There's a, there's an enclave of left-wing lawyers who formed this group, and they're going after every single lawyer that represents Donald Trump, no matter how small, no matter how large. They've gone after Dershowitz himself. So that's my comments about the, the judiciary in this country and how corrupt it is. And it doesn't police itself. They're too arrogant to police themselves. And they work out little backroom deals. Well, I won't, I won't get you if you don't get me. So if you're looking for justice, folks, stay as far away from a courtroom as you can because you won't find it there. So yesterday Biden started mumbling, as he is wont to do, about this border wall. See if you can figure out what he's talking about here. Border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. So let's see if we understood that. He tried to appropriate money ticketed for something else to the border. The Congress said you can't do that. Then he was asked, do, do you think the border wall works? And he said, no. If your answer is no, why were you trying to get money from some other program moved to construct more border wall? <laughs> if that's not confusing enough, the little black lesbian liar takes the cake. Does he have a disagreement with his Department of Homeland Security I, I, what, I want to tell you what the president said and what your colleague asked him. He said, no, he doesn't believe that I the border wall is speaking in direct contradiction to what his own I know, I hear you. I hear says. you. I'm speaking for the president. This is something that we were required by law, and we are complying. This is an administration that does believe in the rule of law. DHS <laughs> is required to comply by the law. We are complying by the law. DHS is complying by the law. He said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So something changed. What? You want us to break the law. Is that what you want? Why not Congress, Congress appropriates the funding. We ask them to not use that funding for that particular purpose. They denied it. And now we're complying with the law. How many times do you say, this is an administration that complies with the law? We're complying with the law. We comply with the law. Biden said he wouldn't build another foot of wall. Now he wants to. What changed? You want us to break the law. Excuse me? He didn't ask you to break the law. He asked you what changed. 
You want us to break the law. That's her answer. As arrogant and pompous as Saki was and, and what a liar she was, nobody is as dumb as LBLL. Nobody. How does someone that dumb, other than she's LBLL, get to this job? Does this government go out of its way when a liberal is in charge to bring in the dumbest people in mankind history? I think they do. Listen to them talk. All you have to do is listen to them. And you scratch your head and you go, my God, I feel smart today. Every time I hear that it, LBLL, because I don't know if it's a man or a woman, every time I hear that it speak, I feel smart, don't you? You have to. Because I don't think anyone's dumber than it is. So you have to feel a little smarter. I know I do. I love it when I see her. I'm going, whew, I'm getting ready for a smart fix. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Here she comes. No matter what I say the rest of the day, it won't be as dumb as what she's about to utter. So tune it in. Find out when she's speaking. If you're sitting around and you're thinking, God, I feel dumb today. I just did something really stupid. Oh, but God, here comes LBLL. Woo! I, I'm getting in line for a pick-me-up here. LBLL is going to fire me up. <laughs> By the way, what's all this talk about expanding the wall? I thought this border was secure. That's what they've been telling us for three years. Look, it's way down now. We've now gotten control. Uh, precisely that. The border is closed. Nor could I have been clearer and continued to be so, which is the border is closed. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. The border, um, we are working to make the border secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We agree that uh, the border is secure. You agree with who? <laughs> who said the border is secure? Is there a mouse in your pocket? We agree that the border is secure. Agree? Nobody agrees that the border is secure. How about Harris? The border is secure in that it's the desire of every country to have a secure border. <laughs> By the way, I think she's in St. Louis today. I think she's in town for some Democrat fundraiser. The whore that roared is in St. Louis. Good old heels up. Wonder who she's going to be doing in St. Louis, huh? She got a she got a target picked out. She like Trevor Bowers, old girlfriend. She got somebody picked out. She better be careful going downtown St. Louis. She might not make it to the airport. Since she's not black, she'll have a better chance of getting out of there because it's black on black crime for the most part. But yeah, she's in our town today to muddle it up and stink it up. If you open your window, you'll have that stench out there, and you'll know that a liberal is in town. And it will be a strong stench because we've got the chief whore in town. But then again, these lies about the border being secure shouldn't surprise any of us. Joe Biden has had a life of lies from his days in law school to his being arrested while trying to see Nelson Mandela, 
all lies, an entire lifetime of lies. His biography should be titled A Lifetime of Lying, My Life in Washington. I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours. 30 years ago, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our U.N. ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. Well, let's clear those lies up. Biden was never arrested in South Africa. Never. Never happened. Nothing like it happened. Nothing where he could even remotely say that happened. As far as his law school career, first of all, the arrogance of him. I have a suspicion I have a higher IQ than you do, he says to some guy. You don't have a higher IQ than anybody. So just right off the get-go, that's a lie. But he claimed he went to law school on a scholarship, on a full scholarship. Joe Biden got financial aid to go to law school. That's not a scholarship. He said he graduated in the top half of his law class. He There were 85 graduates in his law school class. He graduated 76th. Now, simple math has eluded him, of course. 76 is not the top 50% of 85, right? Does everybody agree with me on that one? 42 and a half would be, but that's a far cry from 76. So if you were 42nd, Joe Biden, I'll even give you 43rd. How's that? Then you would have been in the top half. But you were 76th of 85. That's the dolt portion of the law school class. That's where the dopes hang out. So everything out of this guy's mouth for an entire lifetime has been a lie. And they love to portray him as this nice old grandpa, Uncle Joe. Here's the kind of grandpa he is, as we've now found out. He turns his back on his granddaughter. Has nothing to do with her. So we know what kind of a person he is. There's never been any doubt the liberals and the media have tried to portray him as something that he's not, but he's truly an evil, vile person. Always has been. Arrogance dripping off of him for some strange reason. Usually arrogant people have accomplished something to be arrogant about. Joe Biden's life has been filled with corruption and lies. That's nothing to write home about. That's nothing to be arrogant about. That's nothing to be proud of. It's not a wonder that he has a crackhead son If I had a dad like Biden, I'd probably turn to drugs too. If I had an evil, pompous, arrogant liar for my dad like Biden, I would have been as desperate as Hunter Biden. So this pathetic liar who has written a lifetime of lies for the American people to digest should truly name his book someday, My Life My lying life. A lifetime of Washington lies. Just keep putting the word lie in the title everywhere you can. So Jim Jordan has announced that he is running for speaker, along with Steve Scalise. Those are going to be the two, two very deserving candidates. Uh, Reports are that President Trump called Steve Scalise before he announced that he was going to endorse Jordan. That's how you handle things in a classy way. Explained to him why he thought that would be the better choice, but that he appreciates always Scalise's support. And by all accounts, Scalise was very 
complimentary to the president. Remember, it was President Trump who, in the dark of night, the day that Steve Scalise was shot and in an attempted murder by a deranged liberal that went to the hospital to visit Steve Scalise. I'd be happy with either one of them, and I'd be happy with Trump as speaker. So it doesn't matter to me which one wins. Just get it done next week, and let's get on with it. So that the bizarre so-called conservative media can stop referring to it as chaos. For Jordan's part, how do you see this job? This election for speakers about two issues. Who can bring our team together? Who can unite our conference? And who can go tell the American people what we're doing and why it's important to them? And I think I can do that. That's why I'm running. I, I told, I've been on the phone all day long with colleagues from around the country. And I tell them, the job I have, I like. I want to keep, I, I like that job. But someone's got to be able to come forward, unite the Republicans around our message, around what we're doing for the American people, and go make that, take that message to the country and deliver it in a compelling, succinct way, which I think I can do. I think he can, too. I think Jordan's one of the good ones, although when he's up for re-election, he needs to be voted out in keeping with my belief that all incumbents need to go. But he'd be a good choice for speaker. And he becomes an even better choice when you listen to the people who are against him. Sometimes you can tell how qualified a person is by looking at the opposition. And so if if someone like Hillary Clinton, for instance, is against you, then you know right away that that person is eminently qualified for the job. If Barry Hussein Obama comes out against you, vote for that person because they're completely qualified for the gig. And in this particular case, Liz Cheney came out against Jim Jordan, thereby qualifying him to be speaker more than anyone else. And if the Republicans decide that Jim Jordan should be the speaker of the House, um, there will, and I, by the way, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll lose. But if they were to decide that, there would no longer be any possible way to argue that a group of elected Republicans could be counted on to defend the Constitution. So says the woman who trampled on the Constitution while conducting her treasonous behavior in favor of the January 6th Nancy Pelosi sham trial. Do we not remember that? I sure do. I remember how they trampled the Constitution. They don't care about the Constitution. Liz Cheney never cared about it. Which Republican, so-called Republican family, has disgraced themselves more in the past five or six years? The Cheneys or the Bushes? Is it too close to call? I think maybe it is too close to call. But both of them have disgraced themselves. You'd probably take the Bushes as the more despicable because they align themselves with the Clintons and the Obamas. The Cheneys didn't quite do that, the old man anyway. But Liz Cheney did align herself with the Schiffs and the Pelosi's. So it's a hard call. The only way I guess you'd say the Bushes get the nod is because it's two generations of Bushes that align themselves with the Clintons and the Obamas. In the Cheney family, it's just, well, I guess you'd have to say two generations there too, but the old man didn't. 
The old man's just a complete jackass who hates Trump. But he didn't align himself with Pelosi or Schiff or Schumer or any of those people. Only his daughter did that because she was so desperate to get some sort of power. She felt the wrath of the Donald Trump endorsement on on the other candidate, getting blown out in a state that the Cheneys controlled. That's the risk when you go against Trump. That's why I wanted all the rhinos to have to cast their votes for him for speaker, because I want to see them expose themselves so that they can end their political careers. I still want to see that, but it's not going to happen now. Because Trump has endorsed Jordan. So I'm disappointed by that. I wanted to see it. And that electric speaker, Liz Cheney, who completely motivates everybody with that monotone that she speaks in, slandered Jim Jordan. And if I were Jordan, I would sue her. Jim Jordan knew more about what Donald Trump had planned for January 6th than any other member of the House of Representatives. Jim Jordan was involved, was part of the conspiracy in which Donald Trump was engaged as he attempted to overturn the election. Jim Jordan, if you think about the extent to which uh, people have now said, well, it was Speaker Pelosi's fault that Donald Trump's mob invaded the Capitol, that, you know, the security wasn't sufficient enough. The person who knew, there were probably more than just Jim, but there was a handful of people of which he was the leader who knew what Donald Trump had planned. Now, somebody needs to ask Jim Jordan, why didn't you report to the Capitol Police what you knew Donald Trump had planned? You were in those meetings at the White House. Why don't we ask you, what are you talking about? What did Donald Trump have planned? Because your sham committee didn't prove a single thing. Not anything against President Trump. Not anything against Mark Meadows. Not anything against Jim Jordan or anybody else that you slandered along the way. And the reason you didn't prove it is because it didn't exist. There was no plan to overthrow the government. Your own corrupt FBI as corrupt an organization as there is, admitted that immediately. That there was no organized plot by anyone. Not Donald Trump, not Proud Boys, not Promise Keepers, not anybody. Not the KKK. Nobody had a plan to overthrow the government. So Liz Cheney has branded herself as a pathological liberal liar as well. But once she crossed over to the liberal side, she had no choice. She had to be a liar because the liberals have nothing but lies to tell. So once you become a liberal, your only discourse is lying. There's not one thing she said that was true other than this. Pelosi had the authority to call up the National Guard if they thought they needed protection. A request, by the way, made to her by Donald Trump. But you'll never hear Cheney admit that. So if Donald Trump had some unbelievable plan to overthrow the government, as Cheney claims, and that Jordan knew about, 
Explain to me why Donald Trump suggested three days before January 6th that Pelosi should bring the National Guard troops in in case people get out of hand. Why? Why would you do that if you're planning an overthrow? Because there was no such plan. Cheney knows it. But it sounds good to those liberals that she's trying to court so that she can get back to Congress again. Her problem is running in Wyoming as a liberal isn't going to cut it. She's finished. Unless she moves to New York. Or the way the liberals operate, you don't even have to live in your state. You can become senator. Just ask California. You can live in Maryland and be a senator from California. As long as you've got Slick Boy to appoint you. You know who I'm talking about. Sean Hannity's best buddy, Gavin Slick Hair Gel Newsom. Now, here's a, a famous uh, dig back that we've got from Sonny Hostin Houston, who's now, I, I guess she thinks it's time for her to protest Jim Jordan's choice as speaker. Because she claims back in the day she testified in front of Congress over some nonsensical uh, idiocy. And she describes Jordan as a chaos agent. (laughs) I testified in front of Congress about something so simple, cameras and courtrooms. He came in late. He looked disheveled. And he immediately was screaming and yelling and terrorized me and the other experts on the panel. And describing him as a terrorist is exactly that. He's a chaos agent. (laughs) He's a terrorist. He's a chaos agent. He was disheveled. He's a chaos agent. As soon as she mentioned he's a chaos agent, my thoughts went to this. Chaos, new diabolical scheme to infiltrate his max. For years, they've been scouring the world for exact physical duplicates of the control personnel. Like the double for Agent 38. That's right. And they've trained each one of them to impersonate a specific control agent perfectly. Voice, mannerisms, everything. Oh, is that all? Well, they overlooked one little item, Chief. What's that? The eagle eye of Maxwell Smart. The eagle eye of Sonny Hostenhusen. Chaos agent. So, Jim Jordan's going way back to the... Old TV series, Get Smart. He's a chaos agent. And she knew it because he was disheveled. And he started screaming and yelling at me. Well, somebody ought to scream and yell at you. But, of course, I'm sure Jordan didn't do that. We've seen his behavior in all kinds of hearings and his demeanor. Hardly the screamer and yeller that she portrays him to be. And, of course, no one else has made such a complaint. But he's a terrorist. This is how liberals talk. He's a terrorist and a chaos agent. Again, what did I say earlier? When you listen to the person who's opposed to someone, it tells you right away that that person's eminently qualified for the job. So when I hear Houston Houston talk that way about Jim Jordan, I say, vote Jim Jordan. He appeared disheveled. Was she insinuating that he had just come from a meeting with Heels Up Harris? I mean, if he was disheveled, that's how most guys leave the room with Heels Up in some sort of state of dishevelry. He was late. <laughs> what I get a kick about liberals is their arrogance. As I said at the top of the show, many people that are arrogant 
at least have some sort of achievement in life to to support their arrogance. It's never good to be arrogant, no matter what you've achieved. But at least most arrogant people have achieved something. That's how they get arrogant. Liberals become arrogant just because they're liberals. They're just arrogant people. Achieving nothing. That woman has achieved nothing. Who called her to testify on cameras in a courtroom? What would she know about it? I doubt she can even take a video with her phone. And imagine the state of our government if we, if the potential to be overthrown by a bunch of goofy guys with, you know, Viking helmets on that are unarmed could overthrow the government. They claim they were a big threat that the government nearly fell that day. So our government is so weak and so unstable that it could topple and be toppled by a bunch of goobers who were there for a protest, who were marching down the street, street yelling and screaming, unarmed, completely unarmed, going up against the greatest army known to mankind. And our government could be toppled by them? Really? Guy wearing a Viking helmet? I'm not being critical of him. I'm just saying he was no threat. And everybody knows it. Even liberals, except for the psychopaths, including a family member of mine. Imagine being a psychopath so badly like my brother who claimed there was video of violence of of all of these armed insurrectionists. I said, show me the video and I'll give you $1,000. Of course, he's still looking for it. But that's the kind of brainwashing that otherwise what I thought was an intelligent family member was. They fall for it. They can be smart in other areas of their life, and it's inexplicable how stupid they become when it comes to this and how brainwashed they are. Simply by people telling them something, they automatically believe it. They probably think it's a good idea for Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, to be in Mexico City where he claims he's looking for the immigration problem. Mexico City? You're about, I don't know how many thousands of miles south of the border Mexico City is, but you're way south of the target area, buddy. The target area is the border, not Mexico City. What's he going to do in Mexico City? The people in New York are so stupid, they've elected a mayor who thinks, I'm just going to go travel on the the uh, government's dime everywhere around the world. I'll claim I'm looking for something. Looking for these illegal aliens. Why do they keep coming to New York? They're not coming from Mexico City, jackass. They're being bused to your state and your city by the governor of Texas, who's right there at the border. Go to the border if you want to see what's happening. But Eric Adams needed a trip. Might as well go down to sunny Mexico City. I mean, it's starting to turn cold in New York, isn't it? He doesn't like the cold weather. He's going to go down to Mexico City and pump some iron. Iron sharpens iron. You know who I missed since Tucker's been off the air is Candace Owens. So Candace appeared at a uh, some university, some liberal university, to speak. And, of course, she was immediately attacked by the trannies, the ultimate losers of our society, the minuscule population known as the trannies. And one of these big-mouth crybabies decided to start yelling and screaming. And Candace wanted to hear what she had to say. Keep in mind, Candace is pregnant again at this time. So here was the response in the exchange. 
trans students on this campus who actively feel victimized by your presence here today. Additionally, you just pointed out that this man detransitioned, but earlier in your speech... You Guys, I want to hear her. Go ahead. What do I have to say? Just, just the question, please. No speech. What is the question? What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. Next question. <laughs> Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. What do you say to tran- trannies who feel actively victimized by your presence here? What What is that statement? Can someone decipher that for me? Actively victimized. You're the victim. You're either a victim or you're not a victim. You're not actively or inactive. What does an inactively victimized person look like? These people create their own language. They're so demented. There is something mentally wrong with them. Can we just accept that? There's something nutty about them. What do you have to say to people who are actively victimized by your presence here? Have you ever been, ask yourself this question now, actively or inactively victimized by anyone's presence anywhere? I mean, should I say today that I'm in St. Louis and Heels Up Paris is here? I'm actively victimized by her presence here. Since I can't stomach her very existence, I must be actively victimized, whatever that is. It's nothing, of course. It's more transgender nonsense uttered by a lunatic tranny. That's all it is. I think transgender people are the nuttiest people known to man. They're completely insane. And yet they want to throw their insanity on everybody else and disrupt everybody else's lives as if we're supposed to feel sorry for them. I don't feel sorry for one of you psychopaths. You're nuts. You're fruitcakes. You're absolutely insane. And yet you want someone like Candace Owens to answer to you for actively victimizing you, whatever, again, whatever that means. It means nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Candace was on another show and talked about the problems with our foreign policy, and I think she hit it out of the ballpark. All everything that we're doing in the world right now is we're suffering from not being able to mind our own business. This idea, uh, you know, post World War II in inter uh, regarding international liberalism that it was our now we must spread our ideas everywhere and everybody must accept them. Maybe people don't want to live like Americans want to live. Have we ever thought mm-hmm. of that? Like maybe people in Iraq and Iran actually are not interested in the way that we live. Maybe people in Saudi Arabia are not interested in the way that Californians live. And by the way, if you're looking at what's going on in California and LA, does it seem like maybe people should be embracing a million Ameri- American values and principles at this moment, like if, if you could if you could buy them and purchase them right now as another country, you probably would be wanting to go the other way. And the laws that they're putting in place trying to keep this LGBTQ agenda that Americans are funding all across the world. Why are we funding that? Why are we funding saying that girls in in Pakistan need to learn <laughs> about transgenderism? This is the, mm-hmm. the foolishness that our tax dollars are going toward. And people, oh, that because of international liberalism. These are great ideas. No, they actually these ideas kind of suck. They they suck big time. I think she's spot on. Carpe diem, Candace Owens. Who are we to tell the rest of the world you need to live like us? Here's California as a shining example. Live like Californians do. Truly the land of fruits and nuts now. But let's live like them. Where people can't wait to get out of that state. They're bolting for the border. Same with New York. 
No wonder Eric Adams headed to Mexico City. He's, he's just one of the many who've gotten the hell out of New York City. And why wouldn't you? One of the most vibrant, energetic cities in the history of our country, one, one that I used to love to visit, I wouldn't go near. Wouldn't go near it. First of all, I don't want to die. Did you see the uh, liberal activist who was doing nothing but walking along the streets in around Times Square, I guess it was? Some psychopathic black guy comes up to him and stabs him to death for no reason, right in front of his girlfriend. Then they arrest the guy and they're taking him out in the, in the police car after he's been uh, charged with murder, and he's crying, crying. Well, from what we understand from his own family, he's been mentally ill for years. They reported him themselves to the police, and the police did nothing, of course. He shouldn't have even been walking around on the street. And this liberal activist friend said that if he were here today, he would forgive the guy and tell everybody that this is what we need to to help stop is the mental illness. Well, we all know that, you stupid ass. But how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Are you going to do it with, with wasting money for things like these? Here's Waters and his staff unearthing more earmarks. Is this how you stop mental illness? Spend money on these items? In California, they want a $2 million bike lane. Why does a bike lane cost $2 million? Right on the side of the street like they do here in Manhattan. Jerry Nadler, obviously not a bike rider. Instead, Nadler wants to spend a million dollars to widen his sidewalk. Sorry, Jerry, you let in the migrants. You either send them home or you go on a diet. Pelosi wants $5 million to reimagine an entrance to a subway station. The subway entrance is named after Harvey Milk in San Francisco's neighborhood, so it has to be fabulous. But I can reimagine a new entrance for a lot less than five mil. Elon Omar wants a $4 million farmer's market. Every farmer's market I've been to, it's a bunch of tents with a table, some honey, some rhubarb. $4 million for a Minneapolis farmer's market? Does she even know how much money $4 million is? And Omar wants another $4 million for George Floyd Square. Yeah, George Floyd has his own intersection. After that kind of money, that intersection better look like the Miracle Mile when they're done with it. AOC wants $3 million to study if a barge should be removed from the harbor. Not $3 million to remove the barge, $3 million to study whether to remove the barge. Here's an idea. Leave it there. I just saved us $3 million. It's the truth. These are not jokes. These people are actually requesting that money for those things. And yet there's no funding to fight mental illness. There's no funding to fix the potholes in the roads in our country. This infrastructure bill was a joke. Where did that money go to? It's funny how they want to brag about these bills they passed with all this money, adding trillions to the debt. And we cannot find out where the money went. Can't find out where it went. We now know, after what Hawley said yesterday with those leaked emails, we know that the Ukrainian money didn't go to do anything we thought it was going to do. It wasn't going to increase the weapons for Ukraine soldiers. It wasn't going toward 
helping the war effort in any way, shape, or form. It was going to pay first responders, teachers, other government infrastructure people, line the pockets of the crooked politicians of the United States. Anytime you hear this many people in Congress wanting funding for something, you know they're getting their cut. They're never unified about anything. Did you ever notice that? Except funding Ukraine. So you have to ask yourself, well, why? Why would they all of a sudden be unified for that? They're unified for that because that's where the money gets laundered. It goes to Ukraine. It gets laundered through some shell company. That's the, the uh, pattern. And then it comes back into the pockets of Congress people. Of course, the corrupt Zelensky takes his cut, and it's a bit, mighty big one, I'll guarantee you. You'll never see a, a fundraiser for Zelensky and his family. This corrupt clown is wealthy beyond anybody's imagination, thanks to the United States. And he has the balls to keep coming over here and asking for more. And, of course, what he's doing as he says that, as he winks, is you know what that means, Congress? I get more, you get more. It's a dirty little secret. Why else would you want $3 million to study removing a ship from a dock? It makes no sense. But what happens is whoever gets whoever's company is commissioned to do the study splits half of the three million with Sandy Cortez. Sandy Cortez makes a nice million and a half dollars of your tax money. Nobody asks any questions except us, and away she goes. This is how it works. It took a while for me to solve the puzzle, but the hints kept coming. I kept saying to myself, "How do they go to Congress, not wealthy?" And almost overnight become wealthy. And now we know. It's all of these pork barrel projects that they request and, of course, get when people like Kevin McCarthy authorize and promote these bills to pass. That's how they all get their cut. Now, you'd think to yourself, well, there's over 400 of them. You'd think one of them would rat the other ones out, but they wouldn't dare. They're all rodents. And that's why I say vote them all out. Because they're rodents. And rodents do not snitch on each other. Rodents love the money they're getting. They love that they don't have to work for it. They love the fact that they just have to make up some asinine project. Let's give a million dollars to a park and name it after Mikey Obama. Okay. Done. Which contractor do you want to pick out to give half the money to, and then we'll keep the rest? And by the time you wake up and I wake up, that money's long gone. They never have to account for where it went. Never. And they never will. They'll never account for where the Ukraine money went. At least Hawley said he'll never support another penny going over there. But if you were so smart, why did you support it at the beginning? Or let's even give you some leeway. Why did you support it after the first $50 billion went over there, however much it's been? Why did you keep supporting it? All you do is cost us more money. That's it. It's unreal, isn't it? But that's how they get rich. We've figured it out. We should have figured it out a lot sooner, too. I used to wonder how. how they. But then again, we don't have all these bills to look at and to see what they were asking for. Until the, 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 the staff 
at Water Show went in and looked at it all, nobody could have possibly imagined. You know, we've heard things slip out before, $400 for a hammer for the U.S. Army. We've heard those kinds of items. And by the way, who got all that money? So it's been going on for decades. It will always go on until we, the people, stop it. And people say, well, what can we do? The first thing you can do is vote these bastards out. That's the first thing. And then remain vigilant. Don't just give up on it. Be an informed voter. It's the best thing you can do. And then volunteer some of your time on election days or in ballot counting. If it's mail-in ballots that need counting, volunteer at your election board. I want to be involved in the counting of the votes. How can I do it? Everybody can do it. Here's Hawley explaining how we know where this Ukrainian money's going. We now know because of the leaked documents out of the Biden administration, we now know what's going on in Ukraine. This money is being used to completely overhaul the country. Our money is being spent on reforming their banking system, on their education department, on teaching English in Ukraine. Teaching English. You can't teach English in American schools any longer. And yet we're teaching it in Ukraine and funding it. It's insane. These are leaked emails that came out. That's the only way we know. So here's a sitting senator who had no knowledge of where this money was going. There was no accounting done. And he had no way to find out. Except for leaked emails. Now, you ask the question, Josh Hawley, why weren't you screaming for accountability before these leaked emails came out? That's what you should have been doing. Is this Ukraine money hard to understand, Josh Hawley? I don't understand anything that I'm hearing. I thought that the rationale for us spending billions of dollars in Ukraine was military assistance. I thought this was all about stopping the Russians. But now it turns out, oh, no, that's not even the truth. Now it's just we're going to shovel money to their government bureaucrats. It's not bad enough we fund our own DEI, critical race theory, government bureaucrats in America. Now we're funding them in Ukraine. I mean, it's just you cannot make this stuff up. And this is why the American people have had it with this. This is absurd. Heatedly vote down independent watchdogs who would track the money. We need to get an accounting of every dime that has been spent. And I tell you what, I will not support another penny for Ukraine. Carpe diem, Josh Hawley. Now, why aren't the rest of them the same way? They're not. They're not. Michael Bennett's a Democrat congressman from Oklahoma. He's willing to shut down the government if there's not more money for Ukraine. If that's what's going to be necessary to make sure that we get people's attention on this and we and we do what only the United States can do, I certainly will 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 be willing to shut the government down over this issue. Imagine that. And Brett Baer at Fox has that clown, that little weasel, empty-jacketed guy, on his show yesterday as common part of a common ground segment. He brings a Republican and a, and a Democrat in to talk about some issue that they agree on or, or whatever. And he brings this clown in, who's willing, but of course, Bear never asked him about those comments, willing to shut the government down if more money isn't allocated for Ukraine. Now, why would somebody be that determined to get money for Ukraine, that he would be willing to shut our government down? So here's what he's saying. I don't care about first responders. 
I don't care about our armed service people. They're not going to get paid unless we give more money to Ukraine. Who would say those things? Who would think those things? A guy who's benefiting on the backside, that's who. He knows that the spigot for the Ukrainian money means more money in his pocket. That's how it comes back. Nobody finds it. Nobody tracks it. Nobody traces it. Nobody accounts for it. And each one of these corrupt bastards in Washington gets their cut. There is no other explanation for a guy willing to shut the government of the United States down in order to fund the government of Ukraine, a corrupt nation that we're not an ally with, other than him lining his own bank account. There is no reason that makes any sense. Don't give me this humanitarian grounds bullshit, because that's all that is. Ned Ryan, summarize all of the the attacks on our freedoms that have been launched by liberals. The attacks that are being made on freedom of speech, freedom of thought, free flow of information, the whole goal being to get to the truth. It's clear that the other side in this debate is terrified of the truth. Uh, only wants the official narrative and their propaganda to get through, and anything that's not that, they're going to label as misinformation, for fear that the American people might fully understand the truth of how D.C. works, what's actually taking place, and once they're equipped with the truth, vote accordingly. Uh, of course they're going after Donald Trump because they view as as an existential threat to the administrative state. And, and some people have said, if Donald Trump gets elected, he's going to go on a revenge tour. No, he's going to go on a restoration tour. He's going to work to restore us back to a constitutional republic instead of this ruling class and administrative state that, quite frankly, has nothing to do with a constitutional republic. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid that if Donald Trump gets back to power, the status quo that I think has been in existence for well over, call it 100 years, uh, will be upended and that we'll actually get back to the path of restoring the republic. That's what they're terrified. That's what they want to prevent by taking out Donald Trump. I agree with that last part. However, I disagree with him when he says they fear Donald Trump will go on a revenge tour, but he won't. Yes, he will. And I pray that he does. I pray that he launches a scorched earth policy against every one of these corrupt sons of bitches and puts them in jail. Because otherwise, Ned Ryan, this restoring the country to what what it should be is, is wonderful. It's admirable. But if you don't eliminate the head of the snake, the snake resurfaces. You might be able to chase the snake back into hiding for a while, But if you don't eliminate it, it will resurface at some point. So, yes, Donald Trump will go on a revenge tour, and he has to for the good of the country. He has to put some of these snakes in jail. He has to appoint an attorney general with a set of balls who will go after them. And I think Hawley would. I've advocated for Hawley for a long time now. Cash Patel is another one. Both of them detest liberals to the maximum degree. Both of them have witnessed what liberals have tried to do to them, in addition to President Trump. So I think both of them would never jail an innocent person, but they will find the evidence to jail the guilty ones, and they will do it. And that's what we need. We don't need any of this play Mr. Nice Guy bullcrap anymore. We need a revenge tour. We need people to be put in jail who caused all this. Otherwise, they'll do it again. That stands to reason, doesn't it? Isn't that what we call human nature? The cookie jar analogy again? I'll use it again. When the little kids come home from school, they got their hand in that cookie jar. If Big Mama doesn't stop them, 
They won't be hungry for dinner. And that will repeat itself every day. Cookies are better than dinner in the kid's mind. So the adult has to step in. And the adults have to step in here. This judge in New York keeps issuing orders before any evidence is heard and then issues the statement that Trump is just a bad guy. Alina Haba is President Trump's attorney in this case, and she can't understand the outrageous behavior of this judge. This judge already ordered that the Trump organization, all affiliated companies, even his trust, be dissolved. That was ordered before we walked into that courtroom, before an expert took the stand, before anybody took the stand, and before my clients could even take the stand and defend themselves. So he summarily ordered that. That is uh, something that is breaking news. We will be appealing, and, and that will be filed tomorrow. Carpe diem, Elena Haba. So that one's going up on appeal. Every single thing this judge is doing is going up on appeal. That's going to be repeated in case after case. The appellate court has already ruled against this judge once. None of these things are going to stick. I know that Republicans are out there and conservatives are out there. They're so afraid. Oh, they're going to find a corrupt judge. Well, they, of course they're going to find a corrupt judge. But then it's going to go up on appeal. And if it has to, it'll go all the way to the Supreme Court. Trump will prevail in every single one of these cases. The only question is, how broke will he be in the end? How much will they hurt him? Is it going to be catastrophically financially? Because that's what they want to do. How much will they hurt him? And how much damage can they do to his campaign? That's all they care about. When you have 62% of people in an ABC News Washington Post poll disapproving of Biden's handling of the border, the election's over. Over. We still have a problem with black voters. 65% of them still approve Biden's job performance. Can you believe that? What in the hell's wrong with black people? 31% disapprove. Now, again, they skew these polls liberally. Three out of every four they they, they contact are liberals. But that's the black community they're contacting. So six and a half out of every ten black people that they've polled, apparently, believe Biden's done a good job as president. That's a scary number. It tells me that the black community is woefully, woefully uninformed. And apparently too lazy to care. They're too lethargic to even get out and figure it out for themselves. They are Stepford people. The black community has become a Stepford group. They simply follow the bullshit that they've been spewed for decades about liberals. Decades. Alan Dershowitz, is the left coming after all lawyers associated with Donald Trump? Now, this judge has already sanctioned the two of these lawyers for repeating an argument he rejected. Lawyers should repeat arguments that are rejected. Uh, if they don't repeat them, often they waive them. So this judge going after the lawyers has tried to intimidate them. And I hope the lawyers won't be intimidated. There's a project out there called the 65 Project, Mm-hmm. consisting of hard-left lawyers who are bringing bar charges against anybody associated with Donald Trump. When I complained about this group and said that I would defend anybody who they brought charges against, what do you think they did? They brought bar charges against me. And so they're going after every lawyer 
who has any association with Trump. I have no current association with Trump. I'm not his mm -hmm. lawyer, but I was his lawyer in front of the United States Senate. And so the reward for that is having a bar charge filed against me. I have the resources to fight back. But the 65 Project said, let's go after weak lawyers, poor lawyers, lawyers in small areas, lawyers who don't have the resources to fight back and intimidate them and make sure that they don't associate themselves with Trump. That is McCarthyism, pure and simple. And I'm going to fight back against that, even if it means bar charges against me. And I think there'll be bar charges against these lawyers as well, because this judge has made it a policy to uh, sanction them for simply repeating arguments that he doesn't like. You, you can't even, honest to God, the phrase is getting worn out. You can't make this shit up. But it's getting worn out because it's so apropos to everything they do. I never would have imagined in my wildest dreams, despite knowing, despite having inside knowledge of how corrupt our legal system is and how corrupt the judiciary has become, how compromised judges have become, I never would have imagined a guy like this guy who allows cameras into the courtroom, then poses and preens for the cameras, then publicly calls the defendant in the case just a bad guy and makes rulings before evidence is heard. Rulings that need evidence to back them up. Based on Trump is just a bad guy. There is no worse guy than this judge. You can't be a badder guy than this judge. He needs to be disbarred and jailed as fast as humanly possible. Neither of which will happen in that psycho land called New York. But that's where he belongs. Mark Levin, people really need to understand the history of the Democrat Party to understand how we are where we are, don't they? And if people understand the history of the Democrat Party, they'll understand that this is part for the course. The Democrat Party's out for power. They can be uh, Confederates one day, and 100 years later, they can be Marxists. Uh, they can uh, support eugenics one day, and then the next day pretend that the Republicans of the country supported eugenics. They... They project their own history, their own horrible inhumanity from slavery and segregation and all the rest onto the nation and onto the Republican Party. And so I said, you know what? That's enough of that. Uh, we got to explain who's responsible for undermining this country. And it's purposeful. Look, they wake up every day trying to figure out how to screw the civil society and the culture and anybody who stands up against it. They oppose the Bill of Rights. They oppose freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to protest. They oppose the Second Amendment, the Fifth, Sixth Amendments. They oppose everything. Every one of the Bill of Rights, they oppose. Tommy Lahren, what has been their plan on immigration all along? And watch how this is going to turn now. Now that they're going to secure the border, and they might put in some policies that do stem the tide a little bit. Then they're going to say, look, now we've secured the border like Republicans wanted. Now we have to focus on amnesty and voting rights for the ones that are already here. See, we did it. We secured your border, Republicans. Now we need voting rights. Watch. This is all part of the plan. They've been working on this for 10 years. Yeah. They are not stupid. They're evil, but they are not stupid. It's very true. That's a pretty good summation of what they're up to. There's still a year plus, just about a year before the election, a year and a couple of months, a year and a month. They know that it's getting nut-crunching time. They know that they have to start doing something that looks good. 
So thus the attempt to start building the border wall. So they're going to do something that makes it look like they're stemming the tide. Then they're going to make the claim that Tommy Lyron just described. Look, Republicans, we've secured the border. Of course, the damage has been done. Only a dope would not understand that. When for three years you let illegal aliens pour into this country, and then you try to take a victory lap because you invoked President Trump's policies again and stopped it so that you'll get reelected, people will see through that. I believe that. I pray for that. Stephen Miller, is Tommy Lauren right? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the administration is actually accelerating and increasing the pace and scope of its illegal resettlement operation. The administration's entire plan is to funnel illegal aliens to CBP to then move them deeper into the interior of the country as seamlessly and quickly as they possibly can. They're doing this using a scheme known as parole. And that not only gives these illegal aliens immunity from deportation, but it gives them the ability to become legal residents and to obtain a path to citizenship. So it is a border amnesty that is being administered by the Biden administration to secret illegal aliens into the country by the hundreds of thousands to create these future Democrat voting blocks. And that is happening at a quicker pace with every week that passes. Scary, isn't it? Very scary stuff. And it's happening right in front of us. There's no mystery about it. They're brazen. They don't care if you know. That's never affected their decision-making. They prefer you know. I really believe that. They want to shove it right in your face. So that's the picture they're going to try to paint as you approach Election Day. And they're, they're going to count on the dopes out there in the citizenry that say, well, you know, they might have started out badly, but they sure did rally. They... They, they, they're, they're starting to turn it around now. All you have to do is keep remembering the lies that they've been telling. That's all you have to do. Speaking of liars, emails have come out about Anthony Fauci now, and they show just how scared and desperate he was that he was going to be uncovered and caught for funding the NIH research in China in the lab that produced COVID. Rand Paul is on to him. But we sent him for a criminal referral for lying to Congress. That is a felony, and you face up to five years in prison for that. But above and beyond that, and I think he deserves that, but above and beyond that, he also deserves the culpability, basically, for funding the research that became Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Maybe one of the worst mistakes made in modern history or in recorded history to fund a totalitarian government that created a virus that leapt into humanity and spread like wildfire and killed millions of people, all because Dr. Fauci's opinion is that even if a pandemic were to occur, gain a function, this juicing up of viruses research is worth it. Can you imagine that? That's like the guy who wants to shut down the government, Michael Bennett. It's worth it as long as Ukraine gets money. Fauci, the pandemic's worth it as long as I can keep doing this. But he knows he's he's in trouble. He knows he's scared, and that's what these emails have shown. And eventually, not until Biden's out, eventually Fauci is going to be charged, and he'll be put on trial eventually. But it's not going to happen for a while. It's not going to happen for at least a year until a new president gets in. Because the uh, Jewish Nazi, Merrick Garland, is not going to touch it. He's not about uh, Rand Paul said we can't even get confirmation that he re, he got our letter. 
There's no communication. Remember, this is the guy who went on 60 Minutes last Sunday night, the Jewish Nazi, and pretended to cry about how we should be able to discuss things with each other. He won't even contact the senator who criminally referred Fauci to his office. I mean, you can't spell fraud without liberal somewhere in there. And who predicted all of this chaos? You want to talk chaos? The chaos of the border, the chaos of inflation, the chaos of dead Afghan, our soldiers in Afghanistan. Who predicted all this chaos back in 2020, in October, two years ago, three years ago, I'm sorry. Biden wins, your borders are gone, which means your health care is gone, the middle class is gone, your safety is gone, your country is gone. That's what's going to happen. Bingo. Now, one thing is still here. We don't have any of those things. They're all gone. And more are leaving if we keep it up. If we keep following this path of destruction that we, the people, are following, willingly following. Remember, we always wondered and scratched our heads about Nazi Germany. How could an entire country follow a lunatic, a murderous lunatic? And now we know. We have our answer because we're doing it. We're following this murderous lunatic. This guy is putting political prisoners in the gulags of Washington, D.C., in squalid cells that are in perhaps worse shape than some of the worst jail cells in the world, by all accounts. They won't let uh, conservative congresspeople like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Louis Gohmert get into the jailhouse to see the prisoners. Why is that? They mentally torture these prisoners. They're doing it every day. All of this under the watchful eye of the Jewish Nazi, Merrick Garland. And remember yesterday we played you that clip of Hilde, Hildebeest, talking about how she she longs for the days of civil politics when people could vehemently disagree with each other but always abide by the rule of law and not call each other names because when you call each other names, you've lost, she says. Here she is talking civilized again yesterday. Those mega extremists um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump. Maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. Cult members. We're cult members. We need to undergo mental examinations, according to the chief psychopath in the country. It's a tough call when you start asking yourself questions like this. Who's more evil? Hillary Clinton? Joe Biden? Obama? Schiff, Schumer, Newsom, Porky Pig, Cuomo. Who's the more evil in this country of those of that group? That is the hardest call you'll ever make. I could present to you all of the NFL schedule, all of the college football games this weekend, and have you pick all the games. And it would be easier for you to pick winners than it would be for you to pick who the most evil of that group is. I mean, those names ring out through history like Hitler, Bormann, Himmler, Goering, Eichmann. They sound the same to me. They have the same ring to them. Stalin, Lenin. They all sound the same. They all believe the same. They're all evil dictators 
who squash the opposition. They transform an entire country by squashing the opposition. And now we've got another assistant to their debauchery, and that's the dog, the Biden dog. Is there any, in in your wildest imagination, is there any connection that you make, because I do, that Biden the Nazi has a German shepherd for a dog that attacks anyone who is honest, meaning the Secret Servicemen that are on the detail to protect Biden. Ronald Kessler has written a book called The First Detail about the Secret Service. What would happen to you or me, Ronald Kessler, if our dog was out in the front yard and bit people? Just can you imagine if a homeowner... Uh... Uh, let his dog bite someone on the front lawn, animal control would be brought in, police would be brought in, and yet Biden allowed this to continue. The reason he's uh, considered the second worst assignment in the Secret Service after Hillary, who's so nasty to agents that she tries to make their lives miserable every day, uh, is, uh, first of all, that Biden will, on the spur of the moment, decide to go to Wilmington, uh, sometimes uh, several times a week, and so the agents cannot plan their personal lives at all. Uh, just total lack of consideration. Uh, secondly, when he was vice president, Biden would swim nude in front of female agents, both at the Naval Observatory and also at his pool in Wilmington. And they were offended by that. They signed up to take a bullet for the president, but not to see Joe Biden naked. Can you imagine that? When you hear this stuff come out, you understand what a pervert, what a complete woman hater this guy is. He has no respect for women at all. If this guy weren't protected, I'll bet you we'd find evidence that he's a serial rapist. He is a pervert personified. He's sickening. A guy that showers with his own daughter swims naked in front of female Secret Service agents who are sworn to protect him. And as Ronald Kessler said, not to see him naked. Who would want that sight anyway? That's one of those things, once you see it, you can't unsee it. He's one of the most sickening people on earth. But Ronald Kessler's right. He doesn't care who his dogs bite as long as he gets to play with his doggy. Wow. You'd think Biden would be ashamed. I mean, we got to give him credit. After the 13th person that was bitten, he's put an end to it. You'd think he'd feel ashamed of this. Ronald Kessler, does he? That is the hypocrisy of, of Joe Biden. You know, he uh, if, it, if it benefits him, if he can play with his dog, he doesn't care about Secret Service agents or anybody else who could be uh, in danger and are in danger. Uh, it really focuses attention on this guy's character, and I think people should take heed. Yeah, you should. And the only way you take heed is in the ballot box. Now, the dog should have been put down a long time ago. This is a violent dog. There's something wrong with this dog. It's mentally unstable. It's violent. It wants to attack and kill innocent people. Makes me wonder if Biden didn't train it that way. I put nothing past this SOB. Nothing. 
But that dog needs to be put down. Not taken out of the White House. It needs to be put down. The sooner the better. Our director of research found this. This is the, uh, the truth about the swamps of Washington, D.C. In the swamps of Washington, D.C., we witness a most peculiar event. A group of tax dollar parasites gathers to discuss funding the lives of the very taxpayer that they rely upon for their existence. Somehow, these parasites cannot agree to give the American people any of the tax money that has been confiscated from them against their will. Yet they have been sending $223 million to a corrupt foreign regime every day for over a year. This group of parasites has become filthy rich from corruption, insider trading, influence peddling and theft. The alpha parasite, known as a jackass, and his offspring the dumbass, have been some of the most successful tax dollar parasites in history. Sending historic amounts of cash to a corrupt foreign regime and receiving kickbacks as 10% for the big guy. As if sending all your cash to Borat was not enough, the alpha parasite and his minions have opened the southern borders. In an attempt to garner enough votes to remain in power, the parasites have opened the southern border, allowing millions of unvetted immigrants to suckle at the teat of our welfare system bringing our social services to the brink of collapse while gaining new voters. As this elderly jackass nears the end of its life cycle, a truth evident by his garbled speech. (laughs) The alpha parasite, otherwise known as the jackass, and its offspring, dumbass. (laughs) But everything in that was true. I know it's a parody, but it's true. It's all true. That is the most perfect description of the swamps of Washington, D.C. I've ever heard in my life. These are tax parasites, these congresspeople. And he's the alpha parasite. As the jackass comes to the end of his life. (laughs) I mean, their corruption knows no limits. Knows no limits. But that's what's going on, and it's right there in front of us all. It is incredible, to say the least. In case you missed it the other day, we're going to play for you again the Adam Wainwright farewell song because this is a guy who keeps claiming he loves St. Louis as he flips it to the middle finger on his way out the door, collecting his final check of the $17.5 million that he received for the debacle that he called a season, it's somewhat laughable to some degree, at least I find it laughable, that this guy tries to convince people in St. Louis that he loves St. Louis and can't wait to get back to his mansion in Atlanta. Well, our good friends at STL-Cars.com aren't that way. They want to help you. And they want to help you with the next purchase of your vehicle, whether it's a car, a truck, or an SUV. And here's how they can help you. The first, the very first thing they're going to do is take away the headaches of going out and shopping for a car. They're going to eliminate that entire step, that entire part of the process, and they're going to streamline it and make it simple for you. I know because I've done it. I've purchased three vehicles from this group, stl-cars.com, in the past years. 
My son just purchased one, an SUV. His came from Alabama. My last one came from Tennessee. You go on their website, stl-cars.com. Take a look at the inventory. There are over a 1,000 vehicles for you to choose from. Pick the one you want. Call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him the one you found that you love. Tell him the price you want to pay for it. And then he'll go get it for you. Now, if there's something on there that you see that you kind of like, but it's not quite what you want, tell him that too, and he'll go find exactly what you want. He has a vast inventory all throughout the country that he feeds from. He'll bring it to you. He will do that. All you have to do is call or text him and tell him what you want and how much you want to pay for it. 314-626-3251. Don is who you asked for. Tell him we sent you. Locally owned and operated business. Right in Ellisville off Manchester Road. Don't make the car buying experience feel like you're talking to Joe Biden. Go to stl-cars.com, 314-626-3251, and I think you'll be very happy. Here's that Wainwright song. Tell me if you don't think he's telling St. Louis, go pound sand. Another first pitch strike from Adam Wainwright. Good breaking ball as these hitters see him for the first time. It's over two. I've been knocked down, but I always got back up. The fire keeps on burning hot. Deep down in my gut, and I still want to. I tried to always be your rock. Yeah, I dug deep, never quit. But you can't outrun the clock. It's time to fly. Yeah, you've been there Through the good and through the bad Picked me up when I was down So do you, I tip my hat So many memories Together that we've made I'll always be a cardinal And a cardinal I will stay Set the all-time record. I don't know where it's all going, but I can tell you this. I might be somewhere else. This is right where my heart is. It's time to fly. It's time to head back home. I might have to go, but I won't ever be gone. I did what I came here to do, and I love being St. Louis fans are one of a kind And you'll always be in this heart of mine It's time to fly 
for the Nash League Championship Series. It's time to fly. Yeah. It's time to fly. Back in Kevin Slayton with you. Tell me what you think of that. This is the Monster Energy Drink, STL-Cars.com, Window World Kings Court on a Friday morning. Don't forget today at noon, we will have the Monster Energy Drink, STL-Cars.com sports show on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. We wanted to thank all of the people that came out to the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri yesterday on Bryan Road. We had a blast doing our show out there. We'll be there every Thursday through October doing our afternoon show, and hopefully longer, but certainly through October. Come on out and take advantage of the great drink prices, the great food, the happy hours, the specials, the flat-screen TVs, the gigantic projection TV, 150 inches. That's a big TV. That's a lot of fun. It's one of the hidden gems in our area. It's a great sports bar. Irish, the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill on Bryan Road in O'Fallon, where we were yesterday. Our phone lines are open for you now, 636-348-4460, 636-348-4460. I don't know, I get, I get more nervous every day about the state of this country, and it's not because I don't think Donald Trump's going to win. I do believe he is. I think it's going to be a landslide. I also do believe they're going to cheat, and so we have to be vigilant. We've said that before, and Republicans have failed. Uh, will they inter- truly be vigilant this time? when it comes to these, this polling. And, and people apparently vote early. That's the answer. If we get out there and vote early, apparently that's helpful. Republicans traditionally wait until Election Day to vote. I'm one of them. I do that. But apparently voting early is, is a helpful tool. I don't know why. I'm not sophisticated enough to understand the level of cheating that goes on or how they continually cheat. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they use the ballot process to do it. Whether you vote early or late, it doesn't seem to matter to me. Whatever the deadline is, you got to meet it. And we'll keep an eye on all these states, especially these swing states, who will be trying desperately to change their voter registration laws, their, their, the way they vote on election days. They're going to try to change it all. They've done it before. They go around their state legislature. That's illegal, by the way. And that's how they win all of these elections. Do you think for one minute that all of these people on the liberal side that keep getting reelected for decades upon decades, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Schiff's, for that matter, the Republicans too, the Lindsey Graham's, those kinds of people, the Mitch McConnell's. Do you think those elections are on the up and up? They're not. No state continually votes for dopes like Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham. They just don't. I don't believe. Maybe I'm still holding out hope that our country, the people of our country, have a morsel of of smarts to them, maybe. But I'm not so sure. I'm just not so sure. I was watching some news coverage this morning. For some reason, they're showing a lot of clips of the 2016 Democrat convention where they 
nominated Hildy, and of course all the confetti came flowing down from above, and she's looking up at it with her mouth wide open. It's just such a wow moment for her. She really thought she was going to be president. If that wasn't divine intervention, I don't know what is. Not only did she lose and get her ass kicked, but she lost to the guy that she hates the most. That was one of the great moments in American history. Let's repeat it again a year from November. Let's repeat it again. Let's send these bastards packing once and for all. Let's send the message loudly and clearly with a robust victory total in the House, the Senate, and the White House to eliminate these people, to identify the rhinos and eliminate them, and get people leading this country that actually have you and me as an interest instead of just their own pocketbooks. Is it possible? I don't know. Trump clearly, Trump clearly doesn't care about money. He works for free when he's in the White House. He makes money for everybody else except himself. He's the only president whose portfolio, his financial portfolio went down while he was in office. All the rest of them are busy stealing money. He wasn't. He lost money. And now they want to financially destroy him again. So this is a guy who is out for us. And we have to act accordingly with a big thank you. But it's something we have to do. Or we're cooked. Cooked. Fried. Hard-boiled. Cooked. Whatever you want to look at. How about the FBI deciding now that they will create a new division. That's right. They've created a new terrorism category called Trump supporters. That's, I'm not kidding you when I tell you this. While the Biden regime is targeting President Trump with all these bogus indictments, the FBI has formed a division to surreptitiously follow around Trump supporters claiming that they're trying to prevent what happened on January 6th from happening again. My question is, what happened on January 6th that you're in such fear of? The answer to that would be absolutely nothing, of course. And by that I mean absolutely nothing. Nothing, not a thing. Good morning. You are on the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. How are you? Good morning. Uh, Kevin, is this, is this Cleo? How you been? I'm good, Cleo. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Can you hear me all right? I'm on a different phone line today. I hear you fine. All right, good. Hey, that was something, uh, you're going down the list of uh, uh, of hateful people. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, you know, you, know you, forgot, you forgot one guy, though, Kevin, I'm surprised. Who'd I leave off? Idi Amin. Idi Amin Dada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Israelis, the Mossad took care of him. And that's how that's how these people need to be taken care of. We need to sick the Mossad on these people. They know how to do business. They take care of business. <laughs> and I had to laugh when you mentioned, coincidentally, Joe Biden has a German shepherd, just like Adolf Hitler. Yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, I don't think I really don't think that's accidental. I truly don't. Of all the dog breeds you could pick, he picks a German shepherd. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of old news clips of good old Adolf hobnobbing with Marty Bowman and Heinrich Himmler and that dog <laughs> right there jumping up and down. 
Yeah, Heine. I call I call Himmler Heine. You know, there's there's a coward who didn't want to stay in trial, so he bit on a capsule of cyanide like a lot of the cowards, like Gehring did as well. And, uh, you know, when you read the account of how they kidnapped Eichmann down in Argentina and got him, it's it's sensational stuff. But these bastards are unrepentant. And that's the kind of thing that the liberals are. They have the same quality as the Nazis. Even though they know how guilty they are of all of these atrocities, they're completely unrepentant. They think what they do is justified, validated, no matter whose lives get ruined. They're, they're superior to us. They're the anointed ones. That's what they think. They really believe that. I mean, Pelosi really believes she's above all of us. <laughs> it's incredible. She's not above well, anybody. She's got a new a, office to go get drunk in every Friday now or every day. She's a Botox rubber face is what she is. Yeah, they ought to put her her office right next to a Botox center. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, one thing about this election, though, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a contest, but they're going to cheat to high heaven. Of course and they I are. Think I think they're going to be revealed this time because Robert Kennedy is going to get cheated and he's going to start jumping up and down, and then maybe somebody will believe it. Yeah, see, I, I love the fact that he's in this, and I hope that he does run as a third-party candidate, which I believe he will. I think he came into this with his eyes half-closed as to what the Repub- or the Democrat Party was all about. He can't believe that the party of his father and his uncle has turned into this. And so I think now, with the way they've treated him, he's plenty ticked off. Well, he should be. You know, I'm not going to vote for him, but I think he's going to take more votes away from Biden, really. No question. No question that he will. And in, in, in these in these third-party races, one party always is caused to lose. In uh, George H.W. Bush's case with Ross Perot, it was him. In this case, it's going to be Biden. Yeah, that, and this this Biden swimming swimming in the nude years ago, that, that's terrible. What, what a sleazeball president we got. What kind of person does that in front of female Secret Service members who are sworn to an oath to protect your life? You are humiliating them like that. He, he's a monster. He's a sick, sick pig, man. Yes, he is. It's terrible doing stuff like that. You know, it's unbelievable, but it does. It just shows you his lack of character and the people who support him are the same way. I love it when you when they talk about the people that support Trump, they say, well, you must be crazy. But they don't get the connection that when they support Biden, they support swimming naked in front of women who are sworn to protect you. They support that. If it was alleged that Trump did something like this nowadays, oh my God. It, it would be front-page news for well, a week. Trump would already be charged by some of the female Secret Service agents yeah, for sexual, uh, sexually harassing them or some such nonsense as that. Although, in this case, it's true. If you do that, it is that is a violation. And yet, when Biden does it, it's kept secret. Yeah. Yeah, there never was enough jumping up and down about him showering with his, his young daughter. No. No, not a bit. I mean, these perverts are everywhere. You've got the Missouri football coach who claims he wants his quarterback to date his 12-year-old daughter. And then he says, oh, uh, uh, when she's old enough. <laughs> who even who even has that thought enter their mind? I've got a 12-year-old daughter and I'm talking about her dating the quarterback of my team. Who? How does that thought form in your head? I don't know. Pretty weird stuff, man. Pretty weird stuff. I mean, it's, it's sickening, really. Did you read about the Hazelwood Center? They caught students uh, having sex. No. 
Well, you read read up on it. I'll, I'll bring it up uh, next week. Where'd they catch him having up. sex in the stairway of the school? It's usually where they do it. Yeah, yeah, in, front, in the classroom, I believe. It's unbelievable. Can't you find a hotel room? Yeah, maybe it was a biology class they were trying to, you know. They're experimenting. The, the birds and the bees, you know. Yeah, the way it's done. a little experimentation. Was Biden in there when this was going on? <laughs> okay, man, I love it. I love your, love your show. All right, Cleo, thank you. You're welcome back. Appreciate the call. You know, um, I was watching Leo Terrell the other day, and I thought to myself, I'd vote for Leo Terrell for public office in a heartbeat. This is a guy who's, first of all, you know he's smart. He's a, he's a very successful civil rights lawyer. But he's also smart enough to recognize when he originally was a liberal, he saw what they were doing and got out. Those are the people that I have the most respect for. Not the fact that I don't criticize them for once being a Democrat. Everybody makes their choice. But once he saw what was going on, that was the end for him. I wish he would run for office. I wish he and Larry Elder were running California. They both live out there. Sadly, they are suffering because of the leadership that is out there. But these are, you know, when we talk about candidates, black candidates running for office, why aren't these guys running? Man, I'd love to see, I'd love to see two guys like that run for office and not just run, but also get elected. Good morning. You are on the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kingscourt. How are you today? Good morning. It's uh, about quarter to six here. Or something like quarter to seven. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Kevin, this is Bobby. Uh, Bob, Bobby out in Arizona. Hey, it's good. And guess what? Kerry's uh, running for senator, too, against Kristen. Who's running for senator? Kerry uh, Lake is going to run against Kristen Cinema. Oh, so she's announced? Yeah. Good. I know. I thought you'd like that. I wish she. I wish she would run against. I wish she would have run against Kelly. Oh, I know. I think that'd be better. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, Cinema's closer to us than Kelly is. Yeah, she is. She, you know, when we found that out when she turned independent, and she did a good job with the filibuster crap too. Yeah, I, that one's a tough one. There, I, I wish, I wish Carrie'd run for governor again, but uh, that's that's another four years. So I know. Hey, Kevin, um, she's still doing the appeal thing on the signatures, too, I think. I don't think that judge has ruled yet, has No, it? I don't think so. I haven't heard any final resolution of her of all of her litigation. Um, of course, they've, they've screwed her on some of the things. But, you know, if you get a corrupt judge, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot anymore. You go to court, like I said, if you're looking for justice, don't go anywhere near a courtroom. Exactly. Hey, Kevin, I, I'm not going to keep you along, but I wanted to wish um, our great friend, Sheriff Wags, Happy birthday for him on Sunday. Carpe diem to him. Carpe diem to the sheriff and a big happy birthday. And mine is the ninth. Carpe diem to Bobby. Carpe diem to Bobby. You have to play a little happy birthday on your harmonica for us. I am doing it right now. <laughs> this is part. This is part, uh, Ricky, because he's first. All right. <laughs> Carpe diem and a happy birthday to the sheriff. That is fantastic. I wish I could play any instrument like that. I mean, that is really good stuff. Thanks. I just wanted to uh, tell you that me and Joanne don't mind getting up at 5 o'clock. And pretty soon daylight saving time is 
is uh, I won't have to get up at 5 o'clock to listen to you anymore. You'll be right with us. Well, we appreciate you guys getting up early out there in the land of the sun. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, hit them straight, Kev. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Appreciate Bye-bye. the call. Great stuff. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. I-, I think a harmonica would be hard to play. That's just me. Wouldn't it be hard to play? I think so, but he plays it brilliantly, flawlessly, in fact. That's fantastic. He'll play his Christmas carols for us, too, when he calls during Christmas. But happy birthday to the sheriff. Happy birthday to Bobby in advance. The ninth is coming. I cannot believe we're on the 6th of October. Slow down, October. You're my favorite month of the year, That you in December, and, and November, for that matter. I mean, I'm into the most wonderful time of my life, the three months that I cherish every year. October, November, December. And I want them to go slowly. You know, go as slowly as June, July, and August go. That's what I like. Go that slowly, if you, if you possibly can. Kevin is up uh, real quickly before we uh, say goodbye for the week. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Carpe diem. It's Friday. The weekend is here. It is here. <laughs> it's upon us. Hey, I know it's late in the show, but something crossed my mind, and, and if I miss this, please correct me, but the devs must be pretty mad at Feinstein after she passed away because I didn't see her lying in state. I didn't see a bunch of funeral coverage. I didn't see anything like that. Just kind of quietly went away. Did you see anything? Yeah, she did lie in state in the uh, Capitol up there in Sacramento, I guess. Um, but they didn't uh, make a big brouhaha of it like the idiots did over John McCain. Well, and I'm talking about even in D.C., you know, we're, it just seems like it just, oh, she's gone. See ya. Yeah, well, who cares? I mean, well, I know that, but it's, just, you know, it seems like, hey, when they get mad at their own, apparently. Here's well, they got mad because them. she hung around so long, uh, and, yeah. they, and they wanted to put somebody else, some other activist in there. And so yeah, they, just, so now they did. You don't have to live in California anymore to be a senator from California. Apparently not. Uh, no, I, it just crossed my mind because I was like, you think, you know, she was supposed to be this big person in their party. You think they would have done something else but it just that, that i guess they were mad so just th- thought to cross my mind ending the week here and i went huh <laughs> you know so but uh, i guess i'll just go enjoy my weekend before hillary wants to uh, deprogram us all next week well she'll uh, she'll try to do that and she's made it clear that we all need it so um the, don't don't put anything past these nazis they would do it if they thought they could get away with it so they're well, probably they're probably studying it right now well, Kevin, everything the Democrats say, the opposite is true, correct? So I think she needs to deprogram. They pro, they project them on us. All right, Kevin, great stuff. God bless you, brother. Have you, a great weekend. You bet. You have the same. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us up for the weekend. We're back fighting a good fight on Monday, the day the liberals created. But have a great weekend, and don't forget our sports show, the Monster Energy Drink STL-Cars.com sports show at noon today on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Ah.